What is up, dudes and dudettes, ladies and gentlemen, goofy goobers? I'm your host, Tom Levinovi. Happy Monday. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Hope you're having a fantastic Monday. Let me know what you got up to over the weekend in the chat down below. As always, we have Taylor in Nashville. Made it to platform nine and three quarters on time for today's show. <laughs> Indeed you did. Uh, you know, I don't know how fond we're going to be of Harry Potter after this whole story, at least the actor himself, Daniel Radcliffe. Today we're going to be talking about J.K. Rowling, circling back on that whole story, on the famous author of the Harry Potter series, talking about her, Daniel Radcliffe, Emma Watson, Rupert, is it Grint or Grint? How do you say his last name? <laughs> Does anybody Grint, know? Grint, I think, yeah. Okay, Grint. You guys can fact check me on that uh, down below. And talking about this idea of J.K. Rowling being a turf, all of the things she said about transgenderism and her fight for women's rights, or at least, in my opinion, her fight for women's rights. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Because recently they've all been called out, those actors that I mentioned, and really many others, but those three main ones in particular, by a man named Graham Linen. And you might know Graham as an Irish writer and a comedian. He's responsible for the show's Father Ted, as well as the IT crowd, which have become, you know, pretty popular for their, you know, comedic sitcom style. Now he came out in what I can only call a scathing article <laughs> about Rupert Grint and Daniel Radcliffe and Emma Watson because of how they treated J.K. Rowling when she decided to come out and speak for women's rights. So J.K. Rowling famously decided to vocalize her opinions when it came to trans rights, talking about the definition of a woman, the definition of a man, and really gave what I believe to be a reasonable opinion, like most of us have, in regard to biological men transitioning to become women. She's simply saying, you know, you can call yourself a, a trans woman or a trans man or whatever the case may be, but we need to protect women's spaces. She spoke about legislation that was allowing for trans uh, women in particular to commit attacks against other women. She talked about women's privacy. She talks about women's sports. And... The internet got so heated over J.K. Rowling saying this that they just tried to cancel her. They tried to get her out of all the different Harry Potter events that were happening, filmings of movies and different, uh, you know, stuff that was happening at the parks. They basically said that J.K. Rowling should be separated from her creation that is Harry Potter. Now, of course, the actors were sort of dragged into the turmoil here and had to give statements in regard to what J.K. Rowling had said about trans people and women. Because as soon as one person says something, right, we have to go to the whole group of people who are associated with a certain project that she created to hear about their opinions. Now, I believe Daniel Radcliffe was the most 
opinionated when it came to what J.K. Rowling said, and we'll read a little bit of his response here. Uh, so it says here, quote, To all the people who now feel that their experience of the Harry Potter books has been tarnished or diminished, I am deeply sorry for the pain these comments have caused you. I really hope that you don't entirely lose what was valuable in these stories to you. If they taught you that strength is found in diversity and that dogmatic ideas of pureness lead to the, uh, the oppression of vulnerable groups, if you believe that a particular character is trans, non-binary, or gender fluid, or that they are gay or bisexual, if you found anything in these stories that resonated with you and helped you at any time in your life, then that is between you and the book that you read, and it is sacred. And in my opinion, nobody can touch that. <sighs> Daniel, 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 Daniel. <laughs> it's really interesting that he's talking this way about this project when he is not the creator of the project. It's really interesting to not be the author of the Harry Potter series, but to tell people who have read it, if you think a character is trans, if you think a character is non-binary, if you think a character is queer, then so be it, as if he's created something in, in this whole series. He really hasn't. He was casted to play Harry Potter, and I guess some could argue that that makes him a vessel of the story and of the book now, and he gets to talk about these things by virtue of being hired in that position, but he certainly is taking a little bit too much credit, in my opinion, in these statements in regard to what J.K. Rowling said. And it's so interesting to watch these actors who are quite literally standing on the shoulders of a giant with J.K. Rowling, who created their entire careers, their livelihoods, their wealth, and hear things like this from them. Now, it's okay, of course, to have your own separate opinion. And if you're an actor who happens to have worked on the Harry Potter series and you disagree with what J.K. Rowling said, by all means, you know, come forward and tell people that you disagree and you don't stand by her statements. That's totally fine, and we'll talk about the many others that have done that. But to speak on her works and how people should be able <laughs> to interpret them, I think is a whole nother beast in itself. Now, I'm not a fan of Harry Potter. I've only watched, I think, like two and a half of the Harry Potter movies. I haven't read the books. Taylor is our uh, resident Harry Potter fan. So <laughs> I'll let him pipe up. Yeah, I mean, tisk tisk, right? It's like you said, it's one thing to express your opinion and say, hey, I have a disagreement with J.K. Rowling over her statements, over her positions on this issue. I'm very grateful for her influence in my life and uh, everything that she's done, or the, like me being able to stand on the shoulders of her creativity. But we just differ on this issue. But we, you know, we can differ there, and and I still respect her, or whatever. But instead, he's not only going way beyond that. He's he's literally taking the place of authority with regard to her works and her intent, and saying she uh, made these stories to convey a reality that she's not living up to or whatever. And uh, it's, it's just, it's just like an unreasonable, very uh, short-sighted thing, thing to do. And it seems like he's projecting a little bit too, because he's, he's reading it into the story, this modern political battle, when in reality, the people with dogmatic ideas uh, are the people who are trying to impose this new ideology of uh, gender theory into reality and onto reality. And J.K. Rowling you know, is right. You know, and like, up for truth. 
Yeah, and I it's really interesting that but that she's now become sort of the spokesperson of this issue now because of how crazily everybody reacted to this. And we're going to recap on something that Daniel Radcliffe in particular uh, decided to do in the wake of J.K. Rowling making these statements. He decided to partner with the Trevor Project and do a little video where he sits down with trans youths. You all know how I feel about the idea of trans youths, okay? But these are individuals who have chosen to transition as minors. We're gonna watch a little clip of that and then we'll we'll dive a little deeper. I mean, I learned from, you know, out of the cradle that I am, you know, that I was a boy. I should like blue, I should like sports, I should be manly, I should like superheroes, yeah? And I just, I never, associate myself with those things and we are told that we're not old enough to know to know this yet like I mean I'm only 11 years old how do I know I'm a girl and I need more time to think about this but there are also people who do have like a slightly condescending but well-meaning attitude of like well people are young and like how do we you know that is a huge decision I'd love to hear from all of you about like why we can trust kids to like tell us who they are. Okay. So a lot of interesting things here, right? I, I fully believe that Daniel Radcliffe thinks he's doing the right thing when he uh, engages in a project like this and puts out a video like this. And I truly think that he uh, has convinced himself that this is what is good for society and for young people in particular. But if you listen to what that young girl just said, and uh, former, formerly a boy, now a girl. If you listen to what was just said, she said, I grew up, you know, thinking that I was supposed to like superheroes and sports and, you know, just action figures didn't exactly say that, but th those are just examples that we can throw into the mix there. And I knew in my heart that I didn't like those things. And you can just see the failure in logic there. There are plenty of boys who don't like superheroes and sports or the color blue. That doesn't mean that we should transition those children to girls. And if that's what you're using as an explanation when talking about your personal transition as a minor, maybe we need to do like a, a, a deeper dive <laughs> into your thinking on that. Maybe we need to push a little further and see if there's room to grow within the body that you were born in. But no, because Daniel Radcliffe was so triggered by what J.K. Rowling said, now we have this Trevor Project special of him endorsing minors transitioning, which it looks all fine and great when you're just sitting down and talking to people about their stories and about how happy they are that they've undergone this process. But what it means is children going through an immense amount of inner turmoil, ending up going through medical transitioning, puberty blockers, hormone therapy. We all know the sex reassignment surgery. You've heard the whole spiel. I'm not going to get into all of this. But him sitting there and using his face to endorse that is a really big deal. It's a really big deal. And all in the wake of J.K. Rowling just trying to stand up for, for women's rights. Now, we did get some super chats. So I'm going to have to pause here for a second. Uh, this first one is from Miss Alexis Dominguez. Thank you so much. It says, I love your content. Congratulations. Thank you so much, uh, Alex. I really appreciate it. And then from Moderate Thoughts says, trans people, in my experience, don't feel obligated to stand up for themselves. If you're an adult, you are obligated to defend yourself. You don't need to call the police every time someone utters something you dislike. Why the power play? 
uh, it's an interesting question. Why the power play? I think it's because in a lot of these sort of ideological bends that we have these days, you either have to agree with everything or you are a bad person. And they want to see bad people be you know, completely brought down as far as we can possibly bring them. Cancellation, deplatforming, I think even fines in jail in some cases for some of the more extreme people when it comes to trans ideology, leftist ideology, even some, uh, maybe some, some conservatives. But they truly equate you disagreeing with them ideolog ideologically as you being an evil and immoral person. And if you truly believe that, then why would you not, you know, call the, the speech police on somebody who thinks that trans women are not women. It's about it. Yeah, it's a, it's a worldview that is totally obsessed with uh, the idea of power because it's like you said, it's this moralized, simplistic worldview. So there's the good people and the bad people and the good people have to win. There's no negotiating. There's no pluralistic society where people of, of good faith can disagree about issues, but coexist and, and have to, use their speech to come to reasonable agreements and how they can continue to coexist in a society. No, it's my side must win and defeat these evil people and they must be beaten into submission uh, with power. And I think that that's exactly what we're seeing with, with this simplistic narrative that reduces the, the issue to this binary, ironically, because we're all nine binary, right? <laughs> but uh, with the good guys and the bad guys, and then uh, it's let's weaponize every institution that we can. Let's, uh, let, let's do everything that we can to silence those who disagree and validate the experiences of people like detransitioners or women who have lost in sports competitions, et cetera. Let's, let's press all that down because our ideology must win. It's, it's sort of an end justifies the means mentality. Yeah. And it, it creates this great pressure, I think, amongst other people or associated people to denounce you when you decide to speak out against it. And maybe that's a factor with the actors, right? They hear about what's happening to J.K. Rowling. They hear about how much heat she's under, and they decide, well, I'm going to stand on the opposite side of her, regardless of what the facts are in this situation, because I know that that's the side that's going to leave me unscathed in the pending battle that will happen because of what she said. Now, you have Emma Watson, who also decided to speak up. She ended up posting a picture that says trans rights are human rights, and some believe that she did a little dig at J.K. Rowling uh, at the BAFTA Awards when she was brought up and said, I'm here for all the witches, meaning, you know, born witches and those who identify as witches. And that was her way of getting a little subtle dig at, at J.K. Rowling. Then you have uh, Rupert, who says, I firmly stand with the trans community and echo the sentiments expressed by many of my peers. But he also did come forward uh, at, at one point, and you can take this however you will, and said, I view J.K. Rowling as an auntie. And sometimes you sit at the day, dinner table with your aunt and you don't agree with her and you don't stand by, you know, some of her political leanings. But at the end of the day, she is still your auntie. And that I can at least respect an acknowledgement of I fully intend to keep a relationship with this woman, even though I disagree with something that she said politically, because we don't have to completely cut people out of our lives just because they say one thing that we disagree with, even though I think we are often taught the exact opposite, at least in this modern time. You also have Ginny Weasley, who came out and said, you know, I stand by those who are 
you know, upset up J.K. Rowling, trans women are women. That was just the the main line of defense in talking about J.K. Rowling was just to say trans women are women and trans men are men. And that is what uh, Jenny Weasley, who was played by Bonnie Wright, did. That's what Rupert did. That's what Daniel Radcliffe did. That's what Emma Watson did. Now, we did have one, one actress. <laughs> and it's the one who played uh, Luna Lovegood, and I got to get her name right, Ivana Lynch, who initially came out and said, ah, you know, I, I don't stand by what J.K. Rowling said. And then after a little bit of time, came forward and said, you know what, I've given it some thought. She did, uh, you know, allegedly feel quite a bit of pressure to stand on the opposite side of J.K. Rowling on it and just said, you know what, I realize there's more to the story. I realize that J.K. Rowling is not some sort of ideologue, that she does have facts on her side, that she does have an, an opinion that is, you know, reasonable as much as anybody on the opposing side could have an opinion that could be, you know, reasonable. And she came out and said, you know, I, I was a little too hasty in my opinion on, uh, on J.K. Rowling. And that... I commend. Let's give it a round of applause <laughs> for Luna Lovegood. Luna does love good after all. <laughs> so we'll see here. This has all been drummed up again because that, that guy Graham wrote the, the article basically calling these actors cowards, which I don't know if I'd go as far as to say that. It really depends on what their motivation is. It truly could be that they are motivated by thinking they're on the right side of history on this one and thinking that they're doing the right thing, thinking that the science and the research is on their side. And if you're a, an everyday person right now who's on social media, who's listening to mainstream media or legacy media, whatever you want to call it, I could see how you would be fully convinced that the, the science, the research, the studies are on your side, that the general public is on your side on this one, and that it is just a small fringe group of people who are trying to attack the quote-unquote LGBT community. So I don't know that I can come forward and call them cowards because I don't know how much information they are privy to. But if they had taken the time to read through what J.K. Rowling has actually said, to go through some of the stuff that she is citing, to actually listen to and you know platform her concerns... To me, there is no way you could come out on the other side of it thinking that J.K. Rowling is a hateful transphobe. So either they didn't look into anything that she said, or they did look into it and they are choosing to be ignorant. And in that case, I, I stand by Graham's sort of uh, conclusion that they are cowards. <laughs> I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Yeah. Uh, it, it gives me the same energy as like the people who won't, uh, who completely cut off family members over the vaccine disagreements or whatever it may be, like just political disagreements in general. It's like on the one side of the scale, you have uh, this quasi familial level relationship that JK Rowling had with these actors from childhood, right? Then you also have uh, the, her creativity. She's a titan in literary history now. Just what she's created is not only the something amazing that's going to stand through history, but it also is the very thing that gave you relevance, that gave you fame, that gave you wealth and success. So that's on one side of the scale. And then on top of that is also the merit of her concerns and her arguments and the substance of what she's actually saying. Then on the other side of the scale, you have what? Your your need to be on the quote unquote right side of history, your uh, political sort of mentality about this public debate and as soon as 
uh, J.K. Rowling came down on the wrong side of something uh, with you politically, she that scale was completely tilted in one direction, and you were willing to dispense with all of that on this side just because you have this one disagreement. So much so that you can't you can't even say, look, I respect her, I agree with her, on, or I, I'm grateful for her for so much of what she's done for me. We just have this disagreement here. It's, it's no, she, trans women are women, come out with all these sweeping statements and kind of characterize her as uh, someone who's a turf or whatever it may be. And it's it just reeks of that same sort of, like we talked about a minute ago, just this totalizing ideology that makes you do unreasonable things uh, and that betrays a level of, I, we call it ideological possession, where your, your worldview has just become this very simplistic thing of good and bad, and you lose any ability to have nuance or engage in good faith with people or respect and and show gratitude for uh, people who've gone before you and paved the way for, for your success. Yeah, dude. And you know what's crazy about it is that, uh, you know, the fact that they still choose to like speak on behalf of the Harry Potter books in the series as if they have like some position of thor of authority that is higher than than J.K. Rowling's, and it's interesting because you really have to do a lot of gy mental gymnastics to characterize her as a a horrible person in this argument, which is what many have done, and. What, what makes it even more fascinating to me is that the people who have turned against J.K. Rowling are the people who were once fans of her works, right? So this is a woman who managed to write several works that spoke to something that, that was seemingly universal in a lot of people uh, when, when it came to the actual fame of Harry Potter and how many people decided to read these books. Clearly, she had some understanding of like the human condition that she had injected into these books that really made people feel seen and made them feel heard. But as soon as she speaks out on one issue <laughs> that you disagree with her on, she's a horrible person, she can do no good. I fully believe that if there had been some sort of way for them to legally remove her ownership of the books, uh, they would have done it. And they, they would have stripped her of the books, all credit with the movies, all credit with the parks, uh, but they were incapable of doing that. They were completely incapable of doing that. And when you have people like this who just get, you know, tr they try to cancel out of nowhere, you just have to think of them as human beings because obviously they're human beings. There's something there that you can connect uh, with them on. And I feel the same way about people who are ideologically driven on the left-leaning side of things. There is something there that you can connect with those people on. There's no reason to say this person is wholly morally bad or morally wrong and they should be cast aside due to, you know, X, Y, Z. And the, the stuff that she experienced in the wake of just saying, mm, I think biological women are women, and I think that trans women are biological men blows my mind. I mean, she was getting blown up on the internet. She was a trending topic for, I believe, like weeks at a time. She was doxxed, uh, you know, and had her, her address thrown everywhere. There were activists showing up to threaten her at her house. She was getting death threats sent to her. There were a million things, you know, happening over her just making a simple statement and a statement that I think 50% of the population would find to be wholly reasonable. And I did decide to listen to the Witch Trials of J.K. Rowling, that podcast that came out, and I believe that was created by the Free Press. Correct me if I'm wrong. And it detailed some of the turmoil that she's been through in her life in, in creating this book, 
being a, a victim of domestic violence at the hands of, of a man, writing the Harry Potter books, and eventually when those books came out and started to gain traction, there was a movement and a, a Christian movement, and I don't know how large this movement actually was throughout the country, but it was making headline news, to get her books out of schools because of like the witchcraft and the dark magic and a view about that. They fought those battles. The The books went on to, to prevail, and now you have, you know, trans people or trans activists and leftists saying, uh, well, we shouldn't read Harry Potter anymore or we should burn the books. There were actual book burnings for the, the Harry Potter novels after her coming out and acknowledging that biological women are women. <laughs> I It just blows my mind. And I'll read a tweet uh, from, from J.K. Rowling just so you can get a, a vibe for the sort of stuff that she talks about. Intellectually, she tweeted out recently, men defining what a woman is, what women should and shouldn't fear, what women should and shouldn't say, what rights women should be fine with giving up, and of course, what constitutes real misogyny. Get a bloody mirror. That's real misogyny. Looking right back at you. And I do want to emphasize, if you look into some of her works and what she's talked about in regard to trans issues, J.K. Rowling is by no means a right winger. Like, I cannot make that clear enough. She is a progressive, you know, classically liberal person, in, in my opinion, and I believe in her own personal opinion. So it's very similar to the Jonathan, Jonathan Van Ness story that we covered. For those of you who need filling in on that, Jonathan Van Ness, who is famous for being a gay guy on the show Queer Eye, where they do makeovers, recently did an interview with Dax Shepard, who is an actor. He's married to Kristen Bell. He was on the show Parenthood. Uh, and they sat down and had a debate about trans women being able to compete in women's sports. And Dax Shepard, again, another left-leaning, progressive, probably classically liberal individual, said, you know what, I don't agree with trans women being able to compete in women's sports. And because he didn't agree with that, he is now going through a firestorm on the internet, being called a transphobe, a turf, all these different things. And it's the exact same formula as what's happened with J.K. Rowling. Even though... She is very clearly uh, a feminist, even though she very clearly talks about LGBTQ presence in Harry Potter. Wasn't she the one who said Dumbledore was gay? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that a thing that happened? It remember? was a thing that happened, yeah. But uh, there's, there's, that's quickly forgotten, I guess. That's so, you know, five years ago in the in the virtue signaling uh, world that you're you're not keeping up with the the current right thing what do they say the current thing yeah. uh, capital c capital t uh so yeah no credit to jk rowling for that but uh, you know what gives me hope in all this going back to ivana lynch is her reaction and willingness to after the initial instinct to side with the current thing and be on the right side of history quote unquote um once those settle down maybe i don't know if she read more details of the substance of what JK was saying. I don't know if she mm -hmm. looked at some of these issues that have been raised by the likes of Riley Gaines and others uh, that have seen some of the harms that pushing this ideology has been, has created, uh, or maybe she thought about her, uh, like I was talking about before, just the amount of success and fame and, and that she owes to JK Rowling. And maybe that took into account her personal relationship with her, but she, she was able to, it gave her enough cognitive dissonance to entertain JK's uh, thoughts and words in good faith, and at least have a more moderate view 
uh, and be willing to just say, you know, I, I, she didn't come out and say, I totally agree with JK Rowling. I'm going to be an activist right alongside her or anything like that. But she was like, you know what? I considered this and maybe I should have thought, thought it a little more through. And so that gives me hope in all of this. Um, and I, I think you could look at this conversation we're having right now and say, why do you, why, why so much hand wringing over the opinions of the cast of Harry Potter? Why do you care so much if they are, are doing this stuff? But I think we we need to bear in mind that the proliferation of this ideology does have consequences. And that is what we are trying to prevent is the harm it creates uh, by taking uh, moving into women's spaces by robbing them of their accolades in sports and beauty pageants. And that's just where it starts. Then you get into uh, like custody battles now where the it is in like state of California, they were considering legislation where you could lose custody of your child. If you weren't in, if affirming their gender uh, we've seen men being, being able to identify as women just to encroach in their spaces in prisons. Uh, and all of these things are real world harms that are happening when we become so detached from reality and become ideological. And so even though the face of all of their, uh, all of their activism on the part of the cast of Harry Potter is very much like, oh, we're being compassionate and this is this is all about being nice to people and inclusive and all that. It does have harms and that is what we are trying to prevent and that's why we care. Yeah, and if you look at like what J.K. Rowling tweets out on the issues and all that stuff, she's very much focusing on, you know, legislative issues when it comes to trans issues she like retweets riley Gaines talking about the ncaa and setting you know certain precedents when it comes to women's sports she's spoken about you know rape cases where a literal biological man has raped a woman and then claimed to be a woman himself these are important issues and to to be you know chastised for bringing light to that and saying you know maybe there's an issue here but kudos to jk rowling right because there was a moment where she was teetering on on being canceled. And I think that must have been a very, very stressful time for her. But by virtue of having the platform that she's built and such a just widely known name and so much respect uh, that she has just sort of built up over the decades of doing the work that she's done, she was able to get out of this uncanceled. And there are few people, I think, who truly have the power to go through this and come out, you know, higher on the other end of it. And that's always something to note that, you know, you when you have a huge audience like this, it does make it easier for you to make statements like that. And it's not so easy for the people whose daily lives are going to be affected by this and nobody's ever going to hear a peep about it. But still, kudos to her for saying, you know, this is a huge literary legacy that I have and that has turned into a Hollywood legacy that's turned into, you know, the amusement parks and all of these different things. And she was willing to put all of that on the line to just tell the truth. Mm. that's it so i mean i can't commend her enough for that i'm curious to see if we do hear from uh, daniel radcliffe emma watson rupert grant any of these individuals in response to the you know scathing review of their activity that graham put out on uh, daily mail and on the telegraph now we're going to talk about a few other things guys i'm going to talk about something i don't want to talk about <laughs> And you probably feel the same way as I do because we've all been bombarded with this in the news and on social media. In fact, I think this show has quite literally interrupted cover to cover coverage 
of Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. I don't even know if I'm saying his name right. I think that's correct. That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. They've been all over the internet. They're all over my timeline. I think this is a psyop. <laughs> I don't <laughs> know what's going on. I think this is George Soros funded propaganda. I kid. I kid, of course. But this woman, look at this, says the NFL. We had the best day with you today. There is Taylor Swift as the banner on their Twitter. And uh, gosh, it's just all over the place. Chiefs are 2-0 as Swifties. Wow. So you you all know she's dating, you know, the star of the football team now, Travis Kelsey. So now everybody's covering this. I feel like I was in maybe like a sushi restaurant, was it yesterday? And they were playing the game on the television. I feel like they cut away to Taylor Swift. I don't even know how many times. I don't know how many times. And if you guys don't know, this is a PR relationship. I don't know what to tell you. This is a PR relationship, and it's a damn good one. Taylor Swift is really good at staying relevant, staying at the top of the charts, staying as you know a hot topic on everybody's minds. All I want to say is that can we please get it off my timeline. Taylor said he tried to like block it. <laughs> I did, yeah. I, uh, I, you know how you can say like not interested in this post. I would open up my my Instagram feed or whatever, or tw and Twitter, and I swear every post like post after post after post was about Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift, and the fact that Taylor Swift is at the Chiefs game and that Hugh Jackman and Ryan Gosling are with her, Ryan Reynolds is with her, Blake Lively and blah, 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 blah. Oh my God, they're there, they're there. And like, I follow a bunch of sports stuff because I, because I like sports. I like football. I watch the NFL and all I'm seeing is Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift. And I put not interested in this, not interested in not interested in this, refresh my feed. And lo and behold, it's uh, still there. So this is, yeah, this is just a super frustrating thing. The new tentacles to this conspiracy theory even reach into last night's primetime game uh between the chiefs and oh gosh who did they play i don't know but um the, there were multiple flags that came out uh that people are suggesting were very egregious calls in favor of the chiefs travis kelsey's team just because taylor swift was present and watching and they want to continue him having the fairy tale winning so she can say f yeah whenever he scores and they can cut to the box of her celebrating and this little thing can continue look i don't know i'm not reading into people's uh motives here yeah. maybe it's all a pr stunt um i don't think taylor really needs that much more pr she's already got the most successful tour in the history of the world seems like uh right now going on she's got this movie coming out which i guess could be some incentive to try to gin up some more travis kelsey i mean you're just going to take whatever you can get she's she's a much bigger star than him which is kind of saying something because he's up there in the nfl but even so uh taylor swift is huge so he should be you know elated that he's getting any of her attention and i'm sure he's living it up but we all know this is going to last as long as the average taylor swift relationship lasts and it'll blow over it's just annoying that we have to be blanketed with it 24 7 in the meantime dude i just want to know who her pr agent is like please i just want to know like who's pulling the strings who's getting this done you know we covered the joe jonas sophie turner divorce because it was getting into conversations about being a young mom and you know uh the dynamics of divorce and how prevalent it is in today's society and immediately Taylor Swift is hanging out with Sophie Turner and they're being photographed this, that, and the other when, you know, you, all these celebrities are perfectly capable of staying under the radar. So how are all these relationships just being lined up? I think we've got a PR agent who is doing a spectacular job uh, on our hands. And you know what? Relevant got to stay relevant. That's just what it is. And you know, I can't, you got to, 
no, you can't hate the player. You gotta, you gotta hate the game, I guess. The girl knows how to stay relevant. I think, I think I heard somewhere. Obviously, I don't watch football. That like during the uh, commercials of the NFL game or whatever, that they played the trailer for Taylor Swift's new movie, and that's just what got me. I'm like, okay. You know what? Mm. You got more eyes. These are new eyes. I don't think like football fans are typically, you know, keeping up with Taylor Swift. It's a, uh, it's it's ingenious. <laughs> now, guys, we're gonna move on. Uh, Wait, real quick, was that was that player and game reference uh, to her lyrics, or was that just a happenstance? Happenstance. <laughs> but there is gonna be just uh, a song that's gonna come out. I bet soon that is just full of just little football Easter eggs somewhere in there, either at the oh, crest you know of it. the relationship or at the downfall. And who knows? Maybe these two are the it couple. Maybe this is the power couple. Maybe they maybe they get married. We're all going to be here to hear about it, apparently, even if we don't Rough. want to. Yeah. <laughs> now, this video went viral on the internet. And I think I want to let you guys watch it first. And you decide whether or not it upsets you. The caption on this is white people on a hike. You're gonna love the view. It's wet down there. Oh, is your guys first time? Yeah. Yeah, just like keep going down straight. The waterfall is gonna be on the left. You're gonna love it. Watch your step. It's so green. The color. It's worth it. Now, first, before we get into commentary on this, Taylor, have you ever done this? Any of these have things? Have I ever made passing comments to somebody while hiking? <laughs> yeah. Uh, first off, I don't go hiking, so that's tough. Uh, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe like walking in the park or jogging or something. It's, I guess it's just a like instinct to, if you just walk by someone or hike past them or jog past them without saying anything, it's sort of like that awkward it's an awkward thing and you don't want to be mean. So you just make a little uh, small talky type of comment. I don't, I think it's pretty innocuous. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think it like this video is hilarious to me because I think it's so, so accurate. And I think a lot of you feel the same. I see you guys in the comments saying this is absolutely true. This is me. This is hundred percent accurate. <laughs> and I think it's very accurate. Now this video got 29.5 million views on Twitter even more on TikTok, I believe, and it just went absolutely crazy. And it created somewhat of a rift between two different groups of people. One group of people, and particularly white people, who said, this is hilarious, it's so accurate, what many of you are saying in the comments down below. And another group of white people who said that this is racism towards white people. And you know what? BFFR, this is not racist, this is just an accurate depiction of you know, how some white people are. And I'm sure how some black people are too, but predominantly white people. And it's okay to point out and acknowledge a stereotype and to do so in a comedic way. Clearly, these individuals do not have a vendetta against white people. They don't hate y'all. <laughs> if anything, they are choosing to highlight just how friendly some of you are. <laughs> so I think that's an awesome thing. I always love when you have comedians sort of I don't know reach across the aisle and you know tell a joke about another culture or about another ethnicity or race or whatever it is and you just know the joke lands and there's such a beautiful thing about it and to me the beauty of it is that 
not only have you like placed yourself in a culture that, you know, by virtue of growing up the way you grew up or by virtue of being who you are, you don't fully understand. You found a way to understand it to, you know, create your own sort of depiction of it. And it's a depiction that lands with accuracy. And when you can truly land with accuracy like this in your comedy, I think it comes from a place of respect. And I think that's a, a really cool thing. And you so often you'll you'll get jokes that maybe, you know, aren't as actually funnier. You can tell her a real dig at who people are. And this is just acknowledging that white people on hikes are super friendly. <laughs> Yeah. And like you said, like the great comedy, it makes you laugh almost involuntarily because it rings true, right? It's, it's an, it, it corresponds to reality and it points out, it plays off of little nuances that uh, are out there that, that you can kind of just laugh at. It's, it's observational humor and there's, it, it's pretty innocuous in my mind. It actually humor like this comedy, like this promotes social cohesion. It helps uh, sort of facilitate people uh being more of a melting pot and saying you know we can we can we're all part of this community we can all laugh at ourselves and laugh at each other a little bit and acknowledge our differences sort of tongue-in-cheek and and that's just a funny thing because we all live in this shared reality and yeah there are little subtle differences in the ways people communicate and live their cultures like that used to be okay and then now in the age of identity politics and everything uh the air is so much more charged where if you make any type of humor about any other group, uh, people get defensive, uh, especially if a, if it's a white person making a joke about minorities or anything like that, then all of a sudden uh, it's it, we're not living in equal land where everything's just innocent humor anymore. It's who's punching up and who's punching down and all this stuff. And comedy was better when we just didn't have to worry about all that stuff. And so props to these guys for just going for it and leaving it out there. For real, bring back comedy because uh, we really, we desperately need it in the times that we're in right now taylor and i do uh white dad jokes uh <laughs> just yeah. like or like white dad isms where and you guys will know this right especially if you have a white dad <laughs> where they're like uh uh be careful with those peppers you know uh it, it's not the actual meat that gets you it's the seeds the heat's in the mm. seeds <laughs> <laughs> it's not the heat that gets you it's the humidity yeah. everyone knows that one just <laughs> Oh, it's so good. You know, you have to be able to like laugh at yourself. You have to be able to laugh at others, though. And also it's like or else society is just is just no fun whatsoever. And for that very reason, I had to throw in a little TikTok joke about black people just to, you know, even the score here. Uh, <laughs> here is one that is captioned black people chilling in their house. I don't know why, but I am offended. First off, that's hella ignorant and stereotypical. It and this is what pisses me off about people. How are you gonna stereotype a whole entire race? No, and for those of you, if for some reason you do not get that joke, black people for some reason just do not change their smoke alarm batteries. Now I'm half black and half white and the half white of me overpowers that. If I hear a smoke alarm, going off and you know that little battery thing i have to replace it and i have to do it now i might wait a few days and that might be you know half of me playing its cards right there <laughs> but that thing needs to get replaced and this is such like a a real real stare like it is so real uh the rapper the baby who many of you may know or may not know quite literally a millionaire off of his music 
did this video on, uh, I think, Instagram where he showed like what he was making, like some food, maybe breakfast, lunch or something like that. And in the background of this millionaire rapper's video, you can hear his smoke, his smoke alarm, little battery <laughs> thing beeping. <laughs> I genuinely did not know that was a thing. Maybe that's my stereotypical white ignorance, but I did not know that was like a stereotype. That was a thing. I watched yep. that video and thought it was just like, oh, it's funny because they're kind of like playing along with the joke that they're not reading or whatever like i that video went completely over my head so thank you for explaining that to my white ignorance so. yeah i saw a video where this white guy was like uh tell me you're white without telling me you're white and he just like gets up out of his chair and replaces the smoke alarm battery oh no <laughs> <laughs> oh it's just so funny man uh yeah so i just had to let you guys know that that joke is funny and people who are upset about that need to chill out Y'all can chill out. It's not that deep. It was never that deep. Now, <laughs> we're going to get into Super Chats. That's what we do around this. All righty, let's do it. Uh, excited to hear from you guys today. Let's kicking us off is Jacob Corey. Uh, Jacob says, I'm just here to contribute off to some Jubilee reactions. Thank you for all you've said. Oh, thank you so much, Jacob. Really appreciate it. And hopefully, I think we're going to have a Jubilee reaction. Let's see. What, what's the date? The date is the second. So we're going to have a Jubilee reaction, I think, on Friday, because I think on the 5th, they're going to release uh, the episode that Blair White was on, which I think is trans conservatives versus trans liberals, which that's going to be real interesting. I cannot wait for that one. Sounds juicy. Uh, Mason Pyle says, I don't like Harry Potter, but it makes no sense why its fans are banning J.K. Rowling Harry Potter things. Yeah, I mean, if you... I super urge everybody, if you're interested in this at all, to listen to The Witch Trials of J.K. Rowling. I thought it was such yeah. a good podcast to really delve into the ins and outs of all this. But yeah, I mean, you've had some fans who are like, I still love the books and everything. I just disagree with her on that. And that, I, like, that's great. That's awesome that you can still engage with things that have been created separate from the political opinions of this person. But others were like hosting book burnings and saying that like her name needs to be taken off and all of this different stuff. It's just like, come on now. Chill. Just Before long, they'll probably be burning uh, Russell Brand movies and stuff. Oh, gosh. Same energy. Yeah, we'll see what happens with that. I did hear, I did read somewhere that was like that possibly the British uh, police department or wherever, wherever area that this is, has been opened up and, you know, this can of worms has been opened, they might be launching an investigation into him. So there might be actual criminal charges uh, down yeah. the line here. I saw that too. Well, we'll definitely... Stay tuned. Yes. Uh, Miss Alex Dominguez says, I love your content. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you, Miss Alex. Uh, Diva Don, another regular here, says, good afternoon, all. Hope you had a fabulous weekend. I have no words about Daniel Radcliffe. He thinks kids should be able to transition. Enough said. Yeah. I mean, misguided at the least, I guess, and nefarious at best. <laughs> No, misguided at best. Nefarious right. at the least. Nefarious Other way worse. around. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's tough. I mean, after watching that whole Trevor Project thing, which I believe we have a whole video about that Trevor Project uh, thing that he did on this channel. You guys can go check it out. Um, we I have, can drop that link in the chat, actually. Yeah, I think we also have a video about Luna Lovegood, too, and her changing mm -hmm. her mind and going a little bit more in-depth into that. So you guys can check that out. I didn't want to get too in the weeds, considering we've spoken about J.K. Rowling so many times. Uh, on this show so we'll hopefully right. drop that in the chat for you guys yeah just posted the link in the youtube chat for y'all uh, moderate thoughts we've got him thank you again uh danny 
Terrones says, listening yes. to you from work. I can't, I really can't wait until they have kids and see their opinions change. Yeah, that'll be interesting. You know, a lot of this stuff is, it could be decades before people go, oh, you know what? That, that thing I said back then, that was totally wrong. I, I mean, I will always be interested to hear if they do end up changing their minds and coming forward. I'll be interested to hear if they respond to this, uh, you know, article that's been written about them. Yeah, and I mean, we do see celebrity after celebrity have kids and end up dressing them like the opposite sex and pushing them down this path. Uh, so, you know, who knows what we'll see if they're going to end up doubling down or even promoting this ideology to their kids. Looks like we got a $50 super chat from Moderate Thoughts. Another one. Thank you. Uh, it says, how did the women's locker rooms and bathrooms stop being spaces for women and girls only? When did that happen? Yeah, I mean, recently, honestly, over the last few years, it seems, is when it's really come to a head. And all of it because of identification ideology. That's really it. Uh, and there's been many an incident so far. You have the NCAA swimmers. You have what happened at We Spa. You have a uh, YMCA, I believe, in Ohio that had a, a sexual incident between a man and uh, women there. You have all the stuff that J.K. Rowling has spoken about in, uh, what? where is she? Uh, what do you mean? The U.K.? Yeah, U.K., but where in the U.K.? Uh, I think uh, she's London. I don't know. Okay. Well, anyways, go and look into it. She's spoken about, you know, rape and sexual assault cases that have happened there. There's just a multitude of uh, reports about this stuff happening. And as to, like, when the actual date that this started happening, I don't know. Maybe we'll never know. Uh, Ariel Rose she says she's in Scotland, but that Scotland. the article we read from today um, also details several examples of people who have identified as women to access them in prisons and harm them, rape them, etc., yep. and among other examples. So there's there's plenty uh, of exam real world harm examples out there, Fortunately. and hope hopefully uh, that's slowing down and not speeding up. Uh, let's see. Simsian Games says, just curious to see how trans women and men will pan out in the WSL World Surf League. It made Bethany Hamilton retire. Autobiographical mm. movie Soul Surfer. She was the subject of that. Well, I have a feeling uh, if a biological man is able to compete in the women's league, uh, he's going to crush it. So, yeah. And good on Bethany Hamilton for speaking out against that also because she had a, a lot to lose and did lose a lot in, in coming forward. And she is like such a fighter on behalf of women. I, really like a feminist icon. You're going up against a, a shark and then continuing to, to you know, engage in your sport and to be such an amazing surfer. Just really devastating to have a man just come and like sweep the, the rug out from under you uh, when you've gone through a situation like that in life. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. People who speak the truth when at cost to themselves are, that's truly heroic. Um, so Taylor Silverman is another great example, Riley mm -hmm. Gaines and JK Rowling. These are modern day feminist icons, people who are standing up for women. Mm -hmm. and, uh, let's see. Ty Oran says as a Potterhead it is more disheartening that a world created to transport us into magic became a tool for pushing a dangerous ideology on children. Yeah. hundred percent. It's just sad that like it, it couldn't just remain what it was, which I think for many it has. So let's be real about that. Like people are still engaging with Harry Potter and still love it. And like, I think that the legacy of those, those books is going to continue for many decades to come. So luckily there's that. 
until the woke HBO remake comes out and has everybody be non-binary and choosing their genders instead of being sorted into a house and Lord knows what else. Horrifying. <laughs> oh dear. But hey, at least we got the books and the movies before uh, wokeism took you, over. You put on the sorting hat and it's like, he, him, his. <laughs> <laughs> the pronoun hat. <laughs> uh, oh dear. Tragic. Uh, Marley Hepner says, I used to joke that I was my father's first son because I hated dresses and loved football and politics. Uh, it terrifies me to think of how I could have been influenced today if I wasn't already an adult. Yeah, dude, what happens when the joke is not a joke anymore? That is crazy. I was a tomboy myself. I was like, I wanted to wear pants and play flag football and, you know, just constantly doing things that were, you know, predominantly done by boys. And now here we are on the other end of it. Still a woman and more girly than ever. <laughs> uh, Jessica O'Shea says, children are still growing and aren't fully developed. They cannot make detrimental decisions for themselves. Kids are dumb by nature. I know I was. Love you guys. Hope you have a wonderful day. Dude, you're damn right. If you go watch, I urge you all to watch that Daniel Radcliffe episode that we put in the chat because it emphasizes it so much when you actually hear it from the mouths of minors that have transitioned. They, the logic is not sound. And I feel for them and I feel for the discomfort that they've gone through, especially in their, their use. It's a really turbulent time. But the logic is not sound at all. Yeah, I think Daniel even says, like, we should trust trans kids to tell us who they are mm -hmm. uh, in that video. And I mean, it's such a, to your point, their brains are not nearly fully developed, uh, you know, and you could apply that same logic to a kid who thinks he's a pirate. And are you going to chop off his leg and give him a peg leg? Like, that's tantamount to what we're doing to them. And yeah. I I remember when in that video, we talked about the work of Ken Zucker, uh, that Abigail Zucker or Abigail Schreier uh, reports on in her book, Irreversible Damage. And he says that uh, like something near 80, 88 percent of kids who are not pushed down the path of blind affirmation uh, into gender affirming care ended up changing their minds by the time they're an adult. So the idea that we should just immediately respond with irreversible damage uh, to these kids is just crazy. Yeah. Uh, Nortrom says it's ironic that the actors who played villains in the movies like Jason Isaacs, Helena Bonham Carter, Tom Felton, and Ray Fiennes uh, are the ones who haven't stabbed J.K. Rowling in the back. Mm -hmm. And aren't they all older than the, oh, yeah. uh, the ones They're, that have? I mean, Tom Felton is is the same age as the rest of them. He's the uh, Draco Malfoy, uh, but the gotcha. rest of them are definitely on the older side. But they're also just probably more experienced to not involve themselves in these uh, political conversations as uh, established actors because yeah. it's just messy yeah um but yeah i guess credit to them for at least taking the high road or the <laughs> quiet road <laughs> the in that quiet regard one yeah, yeah. <laughs> stay out of that one uh lucas kim sends a super chat no message oh he's got a message on this next one here uh how do you feel about hogwarts legacy drama where many people who were harassed by trans community and were doxxed even though they were supporting trans community but loved the harry potter franchise you'll have to film me so uh, the hogwarts legacy was the video game thing right game. that came yeah. out and people were like boycott the video game right mm -hmm. and then yeah. it ended up being great anyways and people were playing it well sort of like if you did play it like streamers mm -hmm. and people like that who went on and played it they were looked at by many of the more radical members of the trans community, game, gaming community uh, as, you know, traitors and they're supporting this. It's mm. funny. I, 
bought Hogwarts Legacy back in the day. My wife played through it already. And I finally like started messing around with it uh, a few weeks ago. And I was stuck at a part. So I searched online, like how to get through this little puzzle or whatever. And uh, at the bottom of the page, it was like an IGN or one of those gaming websites uh, that was like walking you through. There was a disclaimer. And it was like, just so you know, we don't support J.K. Rowling. And she's spread all this hate and vitriol against the trans community. But we're providing this guide anyway, uh, because of whatever, you know, whatever their justification was. But like the fact it's like the same energy as when Disney's like giving these trigger warnings ahead of their movies on Disney Plus from like the olden times when things weren't woke. It's like dude, give me a, a break, dude. Such a joke. Ugh. If it's that loathsome to you to where to even make a guide for the game on the website, you have to put a, a disclaimer, just just don't even. You don't you don't deserve to use it. Right. Jeez. Right. They can't handle the outrage is probably what it is. Cowards. Yeah, what's yeah, uh, so that's how we feel about it, Lucas. <laughs> uh, Nortrum again says, I'm happy that Warner Brothers didn't bend the knee to the trans activists regarding Hogwarts Legacy, it makes the game's success all the more satisfying. It's a pretty good game, yeah. They're just like money. I'm so sorry, but uh, millions of people want to play this game, so uh, we're not going to not take the millions of dollars that people are going to give to us to play this game. I don't know how virtuous the choice was, but. At least we have a little bit of sway when it comes to the economy. <laughs> Money talks. Yes, it does. Um, Sam C says the irony is Hogwarts in Hogwarts Legacy, you can make a character that looks like a male but identifies as a witch and use the witch dorms, but they all boycotted it anyway. Yeah, I like I said, like J.K. Rowling seems relatively open to to most things. It's just like not you're not going to come into women's spaces and say that you're a woman and attack them. That's virtually it. Which is the the point that the guy made in his article was like, I scoured through a bunch of you know uh, J.K. Rowling's writings, her tweets, and all this stuff. He's like, I didn't find anything transphobic. She's just like quite literally just trying to you know alert people to some danger that could be happening down the road. Yeah. Um... So, and I didn't yeah. know about the gender bending stuff in Hogwarts Legacy. I did notice that you, you know, you pick a, what your character at the beginning of it and you're basically either a wizard or a witch. I mean, you either are male or female, um, but throughout the game, they call you they like no matter where you you go or what you're hmm. doing, they never say he or she or anything like that it's always they which i don't know if that was you could say maybe that's just because it's easier for the voice actors to record they so they don't have right. to be but other games historically have taken that step and i don't think it have been that hard i think there's got to be some a little bit of keeping that ambiguity yeah. there for a reason yeah, as a bone to the activists but anyway i digress um marouche says jk rowling's work will survive for many generations what won't survive many generations is the bloodline of sterilized people. Oh, well, you know, a harsh truth, but a truth nonetheless. I guess we we shall see. I wonder how long this, like, is this going to be just an era in American history or world history where we were just really obsessed with trans issues and then it's going to pass? I, I, I think so. Unless we just, like, allow it to continue. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Um, Ty Oren says, this is completely biased, but Taylor Swift coverage angers me more than that Swifties. Unbearable. <laughs> it is a lot. I've thought about making a video about like parasocial relationships and how obsessed we are with celebrities and just how how much it's like turned into idolatry. It's just kind of crazy. 
Uh, and it's like with Taylor Swift and Beyonce and the Joe Jonas divorce and all this different stuff. There's just so much. Uh, we're, we give so much of our time to to celebrities and their their storylines when they're just like normal people leading their normal lives. But we somehow view them as like spectacular in comparison to ours. So there's a lot to be said about that. And Taylor Swift is is up there when it comes to that parasocial bond with fans. Yeah. What bugs me is like more the way things get played up. Um, like I don't mind famous people being famous and people that are fans of them being fans, like whatever, that's all fair. But just this media, you know, telescope just pointed straight at this mm -hmm. situation nonstop. Every time there's a football game, like it's getting old and mm -hmm. it, it, it's been old. So I'm just over it. Uh, Taylor Cooper's account says, Hey, just checking in again. I did send couple emails through your insta link i'm attempting to start a movement to create a safety net for victims my story is available thank you for your time i have not received your email so i don't we know need to check on that yeah i've not i've not received i check my email every single every single dizzy well okay well we'll look again yeah. thanks taylor cooper <laughs> Uh, let's see, Alex. Hey there, gang. I don't care about Taylor Swift whatsoever, but I will say, have you guys seen that live concert ritual she was doing on stage? Creepy. No, I not. <laughs> I not. I think I saw a tweet about like the way people were standing and like that. It was maybe ritualistic, like a witch type thing, but I don't know. I never looked too deeply into that, all that stuff. Uh, it doesn't, it doesn't particularly resonate with Just me. the spirit cooking and Bohemian Grove stuff. But. Yeah. That I've looked into. And you know what? At a certain point, you go down the storyline and you're like, uh, I don't know what I could do about this. Seems pretty pretty deeply set. I have a story about Bohemian Grove. I don't know that I can share it on this. <laughs> I, I don't know if I can share it on this, this channel uh, just quite yet. But one day, we're going to do a full Bohemian Grove. A full Bohemian Grove story. Um, oh, Ty says in the chat down below, Amelie, your email and Instagram is not updated, I don't think. That explains it. I will go update my email on the on the Instagram because we obviously got new emails as soon as we, we left PragerU. So that is probably what's happening. You're probably sending it to an old email. I've been saying, we need to get you a link tree. So just everything's there for everybody who's looking yeah. for whatever they're looking for. 100%. We're getting our our bleep together on the show here, and it, guys. It is indeed my little old, by little. My old email. Ah. So we'll fix that. Alrighty. Mailer Damon is coming back at you. <laughs> uh Kate Webster says, Hey guys, this is my absolute favorite channel. Amla, I have so much trouble finding women to be friends with that don't have far left political beliefs. It's frustrating. Yeah. I need girlfriends. It's hard. I would say mm, <laughs> what would I say to that? <laughs> it's kinda hard. I don't know. You kind of just well, first you can join our Discord, and uh, we do have a Discord, and it's linked in the description down below. And there's like a ton of people on there, and we're just constantly having daily conversations. I'm not going to urge you to meet with people in your area because I don't know how people are. I don't want you guys to deal with some crazies, and then we end up with an Amala Discord kidnapping situation. All I'm saying is we got tons of like-minded people on the Discord. Feel free to hang out there and uh, you know engage with people. As far as meeting other conservative people. I don't know. I don't, Taylor, do you have any, I like engage with your hobbies, find people who also like love your hobbies. Of course, which is what we say on the show all the time, but of course you run the risk of them being not on your political end of the spectrum. Do they need to be? How, how often are you talking about politics that you need to have uh, somebody who is completely on the same end of the, the spectrum as you? If that's something to consider, 
but it is kind of good in my opinion to have at least one person who you can confide in on that like value basis and and, and with those discussions and where you find them I'm not particularly sure yeah i mean for someone like me i'm a christian so going to church uh has been a place i mean it's not so much church because that's just a service you go in and out but uh joining groups like my wife and i are in a a couples group right now and it's a little bit of a labor to like try different ones find one that's your speed and meet people that you like or whatever but it, it is a healthy thing to have in your life and you know it's it's once every other week we'll go and and when we can and it's a it's a great outlet to just talk to people with shared values and share life and kind of process things so that's one option if you're religious or have a community like that you can lean into um yeah there's also so, a lot of events and stuff okay. there's events and stuff of people who mm-hmm. have like similar ideologies there's lectures there's debates and stuff maybe going to some of those and you, you you'll find people yeah, conferences mm-hmm. etc mm-hmm. totally um brandon meteor says hi again from germany love your sweater after going in on some after joining in on some streams and vids you just seem to me like such a nice person i could talk to for hours also taylor Yordanka was so cute oh wow i'm glad you <laughs> remember my one german word thank you i try to be nice and kind hopefully i i actually am uh and thank you for the compliment on my my sweater it is new <laughs> i did like hours of uh duolingo in german but i had some german friends i would play volleyball with back in la and i'd try to say things to them and they'd be like you pronounced that totally wrong so um yeah Dude, not not very confident I'll, in my abilities there i'll do duolingo hardcore for like a week and then i forget and then the bird is like threatening me and then i delete it <laughs> The bird is making you feel guilty. Yeah, dude, it's like you haven't been on in two days. Where are you? You must, you know, like get your points for the day and it's freaking eyes twitching as I get the notification. I can't deal with it. But I do know how to say, this is going to come out wrong. Yo soy una mujer. Does that mean I'm I'm a woman? <laughs> you said, did you yo, say una yo, or una? Yo soy una mujer. Is that? <laughs> yo soy una mujer. Sí. Muy bien, Amala. Wow. You Thank you. Test. Wow. Just give it up for me, guys. That's for Oktoberfest, I'll say, uh, ein Gloss und, und kalt Bier, bitte. So a big and cold beer, please. Wow, I think. Very good. Don't make you fun think. of my pronunciation <laughs> of the German. You think. Uh, let's see here. Mandy Tart has been loving your show the last few months, especially since you started your own recently you have a gift for balancing difficult topics with a caring honest and logical manner keep going girl thank you you guys are always so nice God, in the super out. chats and i just can't take it it literally makes my face warm <laughs> <laughs> uh let's see ty again so i for real enjoy you both too much you've become a mandatory part of my day keep rocking amala we will have to chat about musical theater sometime oh my gosh i need to do like on my second channel, so I have a second channel with my best friend, Risa, called Omri Unfiltered. You guys can go check out that channel if you want. I think it's in my community page if you want to go and find it. We should be posting a video tomorrow. But there I'm just going to like talk about stuff that I want to talk about that's outside of what this channel talks about. So maybe we'll do some musical theater, some clothes stuff, just like fun, you know, nothing stuff that is just little projects. And I think we'll, we'll have fun over there on that channel. So go and follow that channel if you haven't. That's where... We'll, we'll just post every now and then fun fun other stuff. And you'll get to meet my my best friend, Risa, who's uh, an OG. And is that linked on our channel's page, tab on the main channel? Uh, I don't think so. We should start adding it to the uh, description and everything, too. We so will. you guys have that link. 
uh, and if you have your uh, link tree, that would also be something to put there. So yeah. yet another reason. Yet another reason uh, to get a link tree. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, one more from, well, this is from L says, just got here. Can you do an updated video on why JK Rowling isn't transphobic? My sis has given a bunch of reasons why she is, and I'm no good at explaining it. Yeah, well, okay, well. I feel like this is our updated video on why she's not transphobic, yeah. but I'm not getting too in the weeds about it, right? So does this count? Do I need to do another video? You guys put that in the chat down below. I can go through each of her statements and explain why they're not transphobic. I don't know if it's worth the time. However, we do have many a video on JK Rowling though on this channel. So I do urge you to check that out and uh, you can see them there. I'm putting Omri in the description down below also, guys, if you want to follow the second channel. But go through our whole list of videos on J.K. Rowling and Harry Potter and Daniel Radcliffe, and that should be plenty of evidence as to why she has said and done the right thing. So there you go. Uh, Ariel Rose says, do you guys know what Harry Potter house you're in? Also, shout out to all the Slytherin in the chat. I have no idea. What would you guys guess? We should have you do the Pottermore. Uh, there's like a quiz on the, the Harry Potter website. Is there? Uh, How long is where, it? I don't know. It shouldn't take too long. I'll do it literally right now. <laughs> okay pull it up yoda uh, i think it's on pottermore p-o-t-t-e-r-m-o-r-e okay and then like sorting quiz or something pottermore i uh, which one? Oh, i see wizardingworld.com is that what it is yeah that's probably it okay well we'll do this while we answer okay super I'll, chats i'll do read a couple more while you're working on that but what, what which one am i like oh i gotta put in i have to make an account this is just ridiculous <laughs> It's, I have to put it's all my... 2023. You have to make an account to do anything. Guys, I I don't know if this is rude to do, but I just put in a fake email every time I make uh, an account. And it's the same email every time. And I don't know that anybody owns this email. Uh, it's bigtime10 at gmail.com. So if you guys... <laughs> if anybody... But they're about to get so spammed. And... I forget why I came up with that. I think it's because I made it when I was but a wee lad, and uh, it was based on Big Time Rush. I used to watch the show Big Time Rush on Nickelodeon, so it's bigtime10gmail.com. And I just always put that in whenever I'm, you know, making a making an account. Let's see. I just made a poll for you guys. What's your uh, Harry Potter house? So you can answer on YouTube here. Jeez, I just signed up for this. Big Time 10 just signed up for this. I'm so sorry. I'm going to put it so that whoever it is doesn't get offers. But I've been doing this for like years. Okay. Dusk or Dawn? Oh, wait. Should I put this? I should put this on the screen for you yeah, guys you to be able to read. Okay. Dusk or Dawn? Uh, dusk. Going this is great, it. too, because if you know Harry Potter, like you'll know which house each of these questions is like associated with. OK, uh, but since you don't, you'll have a real authentic answer. Good, good. OK, so don't lean too far forward because people can see. Oh, my bad. <laughs> my bad, y'all. Which would you rather be liked, trusted, feared, envied, imitated, praised, uh, trusted? That is the answer. Oh, how do you click it? Hold on. Wait, what? Oh, select. I'm dumb. Okay. Michael Scott was like, I don't have a need to be liked. Yeah. At least it's not not like my need to be praised. <laughs> That's so funny. Okay. A muggle confronts you and says that they are sure that you are a witch or wizard. Do you? Okay, wait. What's a muggle? Is that a human? 
Yeah, it's a human, non-magic person. Okay, so a muggle confronts you and says that they are sure that you are a witch or wizard. Do you? Okay, ask what makes them think so. Uh, tell them that you are worried about their mental health and offer to call a doctor. Oh my gosh, gaslight the shit out of them. Uh, agree <laughs> and ask whether they'd like a free sample of a jinx. Agree and walk away, leaving them to wonder whether you are bluffing. Uh, the first one. That's the logical conclusion. Ask them why they would think that. Okay, next. Which of the following uh, would you hate people to call you? Ignorant. Selfish, ordinary, cowardly, cowardly. We're going to pick that next. If you were attending Hogwarts, which pet would you choose to take with you? Toads, cats, owls. Cat selected. Okay. Which pet would you choose? Ginger cat, white cat, Siamese cat, tabby cat, black cat. I'm going to choose the old ginger. Four boxes are placed before you. Which would you try and open? The gleaming jet black box with a silver lock and key marked with a mysterious ruin that you know uh, to be the mark of Merlin. Okay. The small pewter box, unassuming and plain, with a scratch message upon it that reads, I open only for the worthy. The small tortoiseshell box, embellished with gold inside, which some small creatures seem to be squeaking. I already know that's my answer, but I'll read the last one. The ornate golden casket standing on clawed feet, uh, whose inscription warns that both secret knowledge and unbearable temptation lie within. I'm choosing the squeaking one. What the hell? Okay. How many questions is this, guys? <laughs> I don't know. We could be here a lot longer. Okay. No, I don't think it's that long. It's really not. Okay. If you could have any power, which one would you choose? The power to read minds, the power to change the past, the power of invisibility, the power to speak to animals, the power of superhuman strength, the power to change your appearance at will. I'm going to choose read minds. Although that sounds really annoying. I'm just in my Edward Cullen era right now because it's spooky season. So we're choosing read minds. White or black? Wow. This is really tough. This is what I've been dealing with my entire That's life. <laughs> <laughs> it's personal. I feel attacked. This, this cuts way too deep. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna choose, uh, choose black. <laughs> oh, of course. Uh, the Sorting Hat is ready to make its decision. Continue. The Sorting Hat would like your email to send you notifications. Slytherin. Wow. What does that mean? You're a bad guy. Oh, am I? Is that where all the, the That's bad where all guys the evil are? people are from. Okay, guys. Wow. Where do you go? Well, what house, what's, what, what is everybody else's house? I'm going to put Slytherin in the chat. 24% of you said Gryffindor. 24% said Slytherin. 31% said Ravenclaw. And 21% said Hufflepuff. I don't know what so any of that means. Oh. But she girl is Slytherin. I don't, what does Slytherin, Slytherin, it just means you're an asshole? <laughs> no. Did, you, did it give you a little descriptor? It's like, it usually they say like, you're really ambitious, you're intelligent, you're cunning, you're smart, you can... You know how to get things done. Okay, well, at least we have my girl Bellatrix there. I don't know that character, but I do know the actress. I was literally just watching Sweeney Todd, the musical, for all the musical theater people out there. And uh, she plays Mrs. Lovett, and that was a great, jolly good show. Jolly good show. So there you go. I ch For Hogwarts Legacy, I chose Slytherin. I, did, I don't remember if I took the test. I think I, I took the test and got Ravenclaw, but I chose Slytherin. Ah, nice. <laughs> you like went for it. <laughs> but it's tough because like I know which what the questions are want you to answer. Like I know which what what my answer is going to push me towards. Mm -hmm. So I can't take it 
in an unbiased way anymore. So that's tough. Got it. Got it. But you know too much. Anyways, that's okay. interesting though. So you could be a Death Eater. A Death Eater? Mm-hmm. What does that even mean? A servant of the dark wizard Lord Voldemort. Hell yeah. Oops, I shouldn't have said his name. Okay, anyways. <laughs> Let's get back on. Uh, Ariel Rose got the best like bang for their buck on the Super Chat ever yeah, on that. I got you to so. do the whole quiz live on <laughs> stream. So hopefully now that the, the, the question is settled. Uh, Amla's yes, in Slytherin, guys. Slytherin. <laughs> uh, Alex and Taya, so you're going to like this one, Amla. Uh, I heard a comparison the other day that if you go watch the 1975 concert, it's the equivalent of turning into Daniel Radcliffe. Is that true, Amala? I guess not, because first of all, I'm in Slytherin, so it could never be Daniel Radcliffe. And second of all, I am, you know, going to go see the 1975 anyways. And if it means I turn into Daniel Radcliffe, at least I'll be a millionaire. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, I'll be there tonight. That's the deal. I'm going to have so much fun. Tonight. So y'all pile on the 1975 jokes because she's going again i'm going again samantha b hopefully not that samantha b yeah right says <laughs> found out from a friend that there's a transgender person on our swim team who used the girls room and it made them all uncomfortable but no one wanted to speak out due to fear uh i didn't know this happened in 2019 mm, wow 2019 so a little ways back and nobody said anything well that's i bet that's happened in a lot of cases just people just stay quiet and just decide not to you know make a make a meal of it and make a whole issue out of it but it's happened more often than one would think and i think that like there's maybe when there's like a new idea people are more afraid to speak up but i think that as time goes on and you see examples of people who are speaking out against it articulating the arguments against things and explaining why we should be standing up to certain things hopefully that the insanity has crested and uh people are more comfortable to say the truth right uh skylar adamson says first live i've seen in a few months daylight savings mm-hmm. here in australia, australia. Uh, loved fun friday's video too oh that's great i'm glad and i'm glad you've been able to catch up and you know check back in with us live awesome yeah and if you guys missed it we did a little choose your own adventure kind of stream on friday where yeah. you could pick uh what amla was reacting to next so Go check that out if you haven't seen it. Yeah, I think we'll bring uh, that let's back. see. Extro says trans movement considers gender a construct, but based all their decisions on gender stereotypes. True. Mm-hmm. Uh, a girl that likes blue car sports superheroes must mean that she's a boy because only boys could possibly like those things. I roll. Funny how that works, isn't it? And I, you know, like can't stress that point enough. It is so very true. Nailed it. Uh, let's see. A branded mentor says, if you guys ever visit, I can teach you German. Hey. Yeah. I've been seeing those Oktoberfest videos go viral and I'm like, have FOMO. They have, they show like the girls waitresses or whatever that like have a huge armful of steins, like mugs of beer. And then mm-hmm. they have like the guys who are pouring the beers, like all professionally and stuff. I'm like, this looks awesome. <laughs> and friend- then there was a, a bunch there was a, a video of people at an Oktoberfest in Germany singing like I think it was Sweet Caroline or one of those like classic American songs in mm-hmm. English and just so much unity. It was awesome. Yeah, so, those videos are always fun to watch. I'm like, uh I get I, I can get a little bit of the hype. It seems like it would be like a fun vibe to be around for at least a little while. <laughs> for at least a little Until while. Until the beers get a little bit, you know, too heavily poured, <laughs> then I'll mm. see myself out. You like uh what like Stellas or kind of those Stellas, Pilsner-y, uh, German friendly Coronas. 
think you Stella's know, Belgian, but just you know. like light, lighter stuff. Yeah, lighter beers I can chill with. Like, I like sours. <laughs> Mm. So there's well, that. I recently learned that in Germany, they're like very particular about how beer is made for it to be considered like of quality to be called German beer. There's like my brother's owns a brewery. He's a, a brewer. And in America, they like threw out the rule book. You can add pumpkin to it and do all kinds of crazy stuff and make them sour and make them this and that. And uh, they have craft beer in Germany, but I think they're because of their more stringency, like it's it's more respectable or official to have these, you know, certain beers. But in the right. US, they're just like cowboy with it which of course we are it's the but. american way <laughs> hell yeah yeah hell yeah brother <laughs> uh let's see alex antea says wow I'm, I'm impressed with your spanish so when are we gonna get an all spanish segment tienes que seguir practicando tu español y bachata mm. you have to keep practicing spanish, spanish. and bachata that's yeah. what i got that part <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't know if you're going to get an all uh, Spanish anything anytime soon unless it's dubbed by AI or another human being. <laughs> That's mm. when that will come. Amalabat. Yeah, yep. that'd be funny. Amala the be... Explorer. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Can you say trans on Harry Potter? <laughs> I, mean, uh, I don't even know how to say trans. Hola, I don't even know if I hate transgender. So I used to watch Dora so much as a kid. That was my girl. And they said that there was no representation. Are you kidding me? Dora was in everybody's household. There you go. Mm -mm. Uh, Kate Webster says, my best friend since high school six years ago was talking about a political topic. I told her I'd love to have a conversation about it as long as she didn't get emotional. Guess what? She got emotional. (laughs) (laughs) That's how it works out sometimes. You know, you can't help it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. She'll come around. Uh, Franklin says if people are going to make race jokes, it needs to be at least even handed. Uh, We know that that's not the case, though. Anti-whiteism is pervasive. Also learn Portuguese. Guys, you're giving me too many languages here. We got (laughs) to you got to pick one. We got to get one. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I know. I don't know that it needs to be like necessarily even handed. I think like, you know, I think just good. Good comedy is good comedy. And if it lands, it lands. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. Then, you know, and the comedian deals with the repercussions of that either nobody laughs or they laugh and that's what happens at the at the end of the day i prefer you know even-handed everybody gets a little gets the taste of their own medicine but also you know it's okay if it doesn't pan out that way and if you're not even-handed and only dunk on people you disagree with politically you can land a job as a late night comedian host on television Mm, so absolutely you can uh, let's see. Yippee says the purpose of your show is next level. Love y'all. Thank you. Also genuinely loving the new format. Thank so, you. Is, is you it go. chiller guys? Is it chiller? I hope so. Guys? We haven't really changed that much, but no, we haven't I guess it's just more. I just, uh, I just lean back in my chair more. That's it. Lean back. <laughs> Unless lean you're back. watching a video, then you're leaning too far forward. Yes. And you get cut off. Always. And I'm sure I've done that many times this show. Cause I always forget to check. So yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Richard Street says J.K. Rowling is a famous supporter of the U.K. Labour Party. She also supports MP Rosie Duffield, uh, who bravely supports XX women only shelters. Hey, nice. I don't know about the whole Labour Party thing, but the <laughs> second part sounds like I can get behind so it. So sad that we have to say, specify XX women yeah. and that it's an act of bravery to support something for them. But welcome to the new here we are. world. Uh, and I think that is the last super chat of the day. Wonderful, guys. Thank you so much for watching. 
Hope you've had a fantastic time on the show today. I will use any excuse to, to click on these buttons here. Uh, guys, I love them. thank you so much for watching. Please like, subscribe, click the notification bell to be notified every single time we're live. That is Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern. Plus, we post videos for you guys every single day. Tomorrow's video is about a young woman talking about her boyfriend getting red-pilled and then them eventually breaking up. Boo, sad, we'll talk about it. Someone said use the deep opinion. voice effect. Oh, okay, where where actually is my deep voice effect? Hold on, okay. Guys, thank you so much for watching. <laughs> Click the notification bell to be notified every single time we post a video, which is every day. I told you what tomorrow's video is about. Uh, that's about it. Guys, thank you so much for watching. Leave a comment down below about how you feel about some of the things that we talked about. Can you even understand what I'm saying right now? I can barely understand what I'm saying right now. <laughs> I got it. Okay, good. A lot of laughing emojis. Okay, good. Guys, it's been a pleasure. Have a fantastic Monday. I'm going to a concert. I'll see you guys tomorrow.